Hello and welcome to another episode of Through the Looking Glass. You are here with the crew. We're back together, gentlemen. We've got uh, what Ryan? Are you on keyboards or drums? I can't. I can't remember. <laughs> bass guitar, man. Bass guitar. Yeah. Bass guitar. Bass guitar. Right. And I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, be, I'll pick up the uh, keytar. You know, that's a, All right, cool. a versatile instrument. Um, so we've got uh, we've got a uh, a full fledged episode for y'all today. Um, full disclosure: we were having a a heater of a conversation just prior <laughs> prior to this, and then I believe it was Georgi that said, "Man, we got to hit record." So here we are. We've hit record. Before we uh, we head into this uh, lively conversation about um, just the changing face of uh, crypto and DeFi and uh, you know, potentially um, government regs and just sociological repercussions, et cetera, of kind of where we are in, in space and time. Let's do a quick disclaimer. Um, please remember that none of this is investment advice. Uh, anything that you see or hear on, uh, on the show is for entertainment uh, and informational purposes only, hard stop. Um, so with that, um, you know, let's kickstart this thing and see if we can, <laughs> and see if we can push off a little bit and get get back up to up to full speed momentum. But I, I, as I recall, gentlemen and Ryan, you were in the middle of a in the middle of a of a banger of a of a of a statement here. But um, <laughs> as I recall, what we were talking about was basically the changing. If we were to say, you know, if if we were to take a poll and say, do most people feel that that government regulations and kind of government oversight is getting you know tighter or looser most people would probably say tighter we're seeing things like mandates uh that have to do with health we're seeing things like you know the sec signaling on uh on uh in the in the uh the world of finance um this you know kind of on the back of like obviously like unhinged money printing and all this stuff so there seems to be a reckoning that's coming and we just don't know how that's going going to affect crypto and it feels like maybe that you know we're seeing the uh the kind of walls maybe start to close in uh maybe not don't really know what that means but um ryan would you want to pick it up from there yeah definitely i mean you know as fall as far as like policy tightening and everything goes i mean it seems like right now things are kind of in shambles you know it's it's like they can't get a hold of one thing at all right and you know when people are in distress and things like that, they kind of do crazy things. So I definitely think, you know, as far as policy tightening on DeFi as a whole, I think it's definitely a possibility. Um, you know, I don't see any reason why they don't uh, require you to be, you know, outside of the country to use DeFi and specifically Terra, right? You know, you're probably going to have to be going to a VPN at some point, you know, within the next 12 months, most likely, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we've seen it with this stable coin thing, right? It's, they're going to try and crack down on it. It's just the, you know, it's not if, it's just when, right? What are the chances they get it right from the first time, right? So uh, that's fine, right? Um, the internet thing, right? It took a decade to kind of get the regulation, but it was still done well with mind, um, uh, you know, innovation and all of that. So the challenge I have is if they just decide to go too tight and say, oh, well, we'll just 
crank it up, uh, crank it up as far as we can, or just like just go big, and then we'll see if we make adjustments, just like with the current law that, that was going with the infrastructure bill, which was so restrictive, and that means you don't get to do it gradually like that. You know, you crank it down, and people will just move. People will take their money, investments, and go where they can invest freely where they can make good gains, where they can control their money, where they have that freedom to choose where their money goes rather than having all of these, like I am gonna be considered a, uh, uh, I don't know, a, a, a broker or something just because I'm investing or I'm trading or I'm um, sending money as a liquidity provider, right? I mean, things like that would just make things uh, scare all the investors and just move everything either offshore or through some VPNs, as Joseph was saying, or um, just stifle it all. I, I think there are two really, really important uh, considerations here, or I guess I have two, two comments. One is a uh, consideration, and the one I'll start with is kind of, you know, um, a historical anecdote that I think is super relevant, right? So, you know, in the at the turn of the 20th century, there was an unbelievable amount of technology that was coming online. You're talking electricity, you're talking, you know, steam power had come up throughout the 19th century. In the early 20th century, we start we moved to uh, internal combustion engines, you know, really getting a handle on like what that meant and the efficiency that could be used to drive, you know, uh, economies was really being explored in depth. A very important part of this was the, the, the fluidity in how things were financed. And, the, and I would say the early 20th century was fundamental for uh, the United States and kind of developing these systems that really have driven a lot of our growth to date. But the, yeah. the, the caution that I would put in here is actually from World War I. There's a, a lady that wrote a book, uh, Barbara uh, uh, Tuchman or Tuckman, I'm not exactly sure how you uh, pronounce her last name, but she wrote two very important books. One is called The Guns of August, and it's about the, the early days of World War I. And the second one is called The Proud Tower, and it's about the world just prior to World War I. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because the reason that World War I was so devastating is because it was war at industrial scale, right? So before people were marching, you know, countries were marching troops into each other, right? there were very important innovations made in weaponry, right? And one of the most important was the machine gun, okay? And so in the United States, you had this guy named Gatling, right? The Gatling gun that can fire, you know, a bunch of rounds. And in Europe, and actually this guy started in the United States as well, this guy named Hiram Maxim invented something known as the Maxim gun that was also a machine gun. So why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because these, uh, like, the, you know, the, the military minds knew that there was something that had been invented that could shoot through it thousands of rounds of ammunition each minute. They knew it for a fact, but they still put people in fucking trenches and marched them to their death, right? I mean, and so it was like, there was this huge disconnect between the world that existed and the technology that existed and understanding, and this is the nexus, what that meant, like what mm -hmm. it meant to apply industrial warfare, right? And so the reason that I think that this is important and matches up with today is that their regulation and, and, and free markets, it's, it must be cat and mouse. And any regulator who is worth their weight in anything, which I, you know, 
is very hard to find these days. I think would admit would admit that like the way to play it is, well, let's see how far this can go without mm -hmm. fundamentally destroying society. And then let's start to regulate, right? Yeah. The problem with crypto and the problem with DeFi is that we are not even at the beginning. We are not even, like people do not understand how fundamentally powerful this technology can be, right? right. So the challenge is, is that if policymakers jump too soon, right? Like I think most people, like the United States is based on innovation, intellectual property, like technologists around the world want to come here, right? So the play would be, we're going to give you a sandbox, play hard in that sandbox. People of the world come to the United States. Let's build the innovation that will drive the, glo like the global economy for the next thousand years, which right, that's right. how important this technology is. Right. But instead, what they're going to do is they're not going to understand this technology. They're going to try to snuff it out. And I believe we'll, we will probably see one of the largest brain drains we've ever seen. And then the last thing that I'll just say about it real quickly here is that like, there's no, we are now in this world where things are moving so fast and the United States kind of like hegemony, like what the way that, you know, we've been positioned in the world, like there's still room for us to be number one, right? But it just looks and feels different. It doesn't mean that you have military bases everywhere. I sent you guys a video, which I think we should put in the, uh, in the, uh, oh, yeah. That's in the, right. in, yeah, I think we should put it in the show notes. Here's the thing. Economic warfare is very real and it's happening. The China is moving to a, a central bank digital currency in 2022. That's a fact that's happening. Right? So what I'm saying is, is that if our regulators do not understand that finance is the underpinning of everything, which seems so obvious, right? and they try to snuff it out and they keep hundreds of millions of Americans from being able to participate in these systems and innovate in these systems and use these systems in a meaningful way, it will be a, it will be a decision that resonates unfortunately for generations. And like, I, I just really hope it doesn't happen because there's yeah. no way that somebody who's been able to justify like this wonkish bullshit monetary policy is going to be able to like, like, I mean, our government, our generation's different guys, right? Like if our government stood up and said, we don't really know what's going on right now. The pandemic's super dynamic. We're doing the best we can. We would say, Hey, I understand that. But when people say, no, 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 this is the answer. And then behind closed doors, they're like, well, we really don't know, but we're trying to figure it out. Then you end up with these competing narratives that confuse everybody. And we're sitting here saying, just Tell us the truth. Tell us that you don't know. That's okay to say that you don't know. So all I'm saying is, I think like, you know, baby boomers, the way that they worked was like ha like hammers, right? This is the way that it's going to be led by, by power. I, don't, I just don't think the world's that way anymore. And mm -hmm. if they legislate it like this, it's going to be a problem. Sorry, that was really long-winded, but. And I mean, it's interesting you bring up the point is like, you know, come to America, you know, we're the most innovative country in the world. And it's like, to an extent, yeah, we are in everything technology, but it's interesting because like you look at finance and like it hasn't changed in 40 years. You know yeah. what I mean? It's still yeah. the exact same. And it's like, why do you think that the world of finance hasn't changed? You know, money is so slow to move, right? Mm -hmm. And the U.S. wants to capitalize on that. They want to keep the money in the U.S. They don't want you to be able to move it too fast, right? And it's like, you look at people that are employed, W-2 employees, 
and you talk about, you know, in World War One, marching people to their graves, it's like, well, hmm, I wonder if we're marching all these W-2 employees that are contributing to their 401ks that are banking on, you know, hey, I can't wait to spend this two million bucks I got in my 401k when I retire, yeah. you know, no, is it that actually going to be there? So well they, it's so they, well is put. Is it actually going to be there if they don't innovate? Well, okay, you know what so, I mean? So, so that is so well put, Ryan. I mean, that is the way that is so well put. And I, and I, what I would add to that is like, is it criminal, right, to say, well, uh, you know, inflation's transit transitory, right? Knowing damn well that if you take one dollar and put it in a savings account at 0.04 percent that dollar is becoming worth less. You are literally impoverishing that person. Right. You are driving them into a financial world that is totally counter to what you're suggesting, you know, is happening, right? So it's like that, oh, I mean, think about how crazy that is, right? You can't just work a job now and have a bank account and like, and survive in that world. That's you have right. to come up with ways to invest your money. So you're forcing somebody who wants to, let's say that, and, and you know, let's not make it a blue collar versus white collar thing. Let's say somebody just wants to be a CPA. That's just what they want to do. And they want to leave it at work and they don't want to pour over, you know, financial documents for stock, you know, stocks and whatever. They don't want to do that. They want to raise their kids. They want to live in a house. They want to spend money. They want to send their kid to college and they want to retire to Panama city, Florida, in a $200,000 condo and that's what they wanna do, right? That's all they wanna do, but they can't. We're forcing them, forcing people to become, uh, we are forcing people to participate in an extremely advanced financialized world where there's no way, I mean, the leading minds can't figure this stuff out, right? And, yeah. and, but you're forcing Main Street to do it. And then, and then on top of that, when Main Street gets in there and they get into their TD Ameritrade account and they start poking around and trying to do this, you're front running their accounts, right? You're cheating them out of that. So you're saying, now you got to be financial. And then when they try to become financial, the companies are literally set up to cheat them out of their money as they think they're trading and doing this right thing. And meanwhile, you're the one that's pushing the monetary supply through the roof, which your kids, 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 kids are not going to be able to pay off. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's insanity. It's, insa it's insanity. So. Well, and, you know, it's like you look at DeFi and all that and people are becoming smarter with their money, right? You know, they're, they're finding better avenues to manage their money versus typical finance. And, you know, it makes you wonder why they don't teach finance in school. Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious, right? Okay. You know, if it, uh, all great empires can't survive, you know, unless those governments are able to control, you know, their currency, right? And and it's getting to the point where, the, you know, the U.S. doesn't have a handle on anything at this point, you know, when, when it, whether it's health, wealth, or, you know, war. Yeah. But but here's what's crazy. Here's what's crazy. And then, and honestly, like this is where I think the regs should change tomorrow right? If you're a qualified or an accredited investor, the rules are fundamentally different for you, right? And what that means, an accredited investor, I think you've got to make like two hundred dollars or $250,000 a year, and you've got to have a net worth that's, you know, over a million bucks oh, no, or no. something like that. Mm -hmm. And then a qualified investor, 
is somebody who makes, I think it's like a million dollars a year with a net worth of uh, 10 million bucks or higher, okay? So, so you explain to me how net worth in today's world is, is an accurate proxy of intellect or financial capability. It's just not. And, and it is particularly not when you look at the wealthiest generation, the baby boomers ever in the history of planet earth that have turned around and handed all their knucklehead offspring money, right? And businesses and, you know, you, you just had to be like, you had to drag your knuckles to Harvard and then just like mouth breathe your way through four years to get out and get a job from daddy's firm. And you're a qualified investor yet some, and this hits home for me, somebody that's from a place in the rural uh, Southeast, which is the original, you know, where, where I grew up just because like, you know, I use an R a little bit differently in the English language. <laughs> Right. Like I'm 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 an idiot and I don't have the ability to like make a decision on my finances. And so then what are we actually saying, though? Right. What that means is I, I am being surgically removed from opportunity yet. And so when you start when you start saying, right, I'm being surgically removed from opportunity in the United States, you can't don't even get me started on like having access to a bank account that's outside of my jurisdiction or whatever. There's no way I'm ever going to be able to figure that out. So okay. that's what I'm saying is like that. Those are the two things in my mind that need to go away tomorrow. If you're looking for somebody to be able to justify like financial, um, you know, financial intelligence. I mean, my God, can you test for that? Hell yes, absolutely. So why shouldn't somebody be able to say, if you want to go through a course, you know, for a month and you want to achieve this level of financial you know, uh, intelligence, are, you sign a liability waiver and you do what you do. But why? What's the answer? And the answer is very, very, very obvious, right? The, the, you guys know what a noble lie is? You ever heard this term? Uh, no. Okay. Something, something I very recently learned about. Okay, go ahead. So a noble lie is basically a narrative that is spun by, in back in the day, nobility, to get people that were not nobility to align their timeline for the long run. Because if you look at people and you say, who's more likely to commit crimes? Who's more likely to gamble? Who's more likely to smoke? Who's more likely to drink? Who's more likely to make decisions that are more founded in the short term? It's typically not high net worth, you know, nobility, people that used to be in the nobility. So what would you do? You would create this narrative that aligns, that gets people to think about the longer term so that you can you can get the masses headed in the direction that most benefits you because you're creating a world your world to be geared for the long term. So the reason that I bring that up is we are now in a place where these noble lies are competing using a very challenging period of, of history, right? And so everybody's saying, hey, look over here, this is this is what we're doing. We're trying to get society back on track. When the reality of it is we have gotten to a, an inflection point where it's like, we must just look at what it means to be a citizen, a financier, a politician. We must look at these things in a fundamentally different way, right? And so all that is to say is that there is no reason why somebody who is not born into a very wealthy family 
in the United States of America should not be able to like ha be provided with the tools to go and do what they what they would want to do particularly with the money that they earn and make right I, and that and that's my problem it's not that we should give people this in my mind but i think if people want to go and pursue these tools they should be able to do it and as it stands right now unless i figure out a way to make a million dollars a year and have a net worth of 10 million dollars i cannot be accredited mm. it's impossible for me to be accredited and that just doesn't it doesn't make sense and that's you know thinking about the whole you know leading the soldiers into war right you know when they knew there was basically sending them to their death i mean it's the same thing right now because it's like you know if you're an employee right now and you know about DeFi, it's like well why would you even you know contribute to your 401k if you know that you can even just deposit it in bank ust and make 20 percent, you know a year you know what i mean it's like that's guaranteed there's no risk it is what it is you know what I mean? It kind of sets you free in relation to like, okay, here guys, put your money in this 401k. Just, this is what you need to do. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's silly. And you know, I, that's why I think you're going to see them come down hard on DeFi. I mean, there's no possible way they want you to keep the money in the U S and for all these other DeFi institutions, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to compete with, you know, the government when it comes to it. So. so let me ask you guys this, though. So there have to be regulations. I don't disagree yeah. with that. There have to be regulations. So, Georgi, if you were king for a day, mm -hmm. what would you suggest? Like, how would you think about this? Right. Like there must be regs. What would the starting point be? Just out of curiosity, it'd be interesting to kind of go around the table and, and chat this out. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit tricky, right? Um, you, you're trying to regulate something that's still evolving. Um, definitely, I would approach it with um, a little bit kitty gloves because you have to have the long-term thinking. And I think uh, maybe even if Gary Gensler and some of the others wish to have that, it's not coming out that way. And... Um, I'm not so sure exactly. Do you how think they wish to have that? Just out of curiosity. I think so. Intellectually, they do. Practically, maybe it's impossible. That's a that's a really powerful. Right. That's right? a really powerful statement, uh, man. Yeah. Just the the system is not designed for this long term thinking. Unlike, and and that gets us back into the politics and the kind of mindset of of regulators, um, which may be a separate discussion, but also you're starting to see them sort of crack down the whole Coinbase thing that we talked about, right? And I think Terra specifically being decentralized, although only 900 master nodes, I, I would really like to counter uh, just with a, a little bit of a side question for you guys, um, may be in less danger, even though they, it may be viewed as more innovative and more risky or more like we don't know how to handle this, maybe of less danger than centralized exchanges like uh, Binance and, and, and Coinbase, uh, BlockFi is the lending service and some others that are centralized that are under the thumb in here in the US. It may be that Terra uh, survives, especially being decentralized and being sort of from, from South Korea, at least stemming from there, this initial development pool and, and uh, uh, the, the group of developers. But personally, I would look at this as, do we want to give home to that innovation here in the US? 
or do we want to alienate it and how do we do it right versus succumbing to pressure from banks for sure who do not want that innovation and dressing it up as we're protecting you. And you guys brought amazing points, right? Where this whole protecting the user, protecting the private, the citizen, uh, but then you're creating a culture of you need to save money and then saving money is effectively creating this like perfect legal robbing of the humans of their of their time and time and effort the way joseph you've described it before which money represents that money that i've earned right that represents that so so dressing it up in that way for sure takes us in completely the wrong direction and masks all the sort of manipulative stuff that's going on that i think will probably drive that innovation away Luckily, we have decentralization. Bitcoin is already decentralized enough. What is it? 46 million Americans own some, some uh, crypto and I think 40 something are in Bitcoin. You can't, now you can't take it away. You can try to regulate it, but it's weak and hold. So let's hope De DeFi gets to that point and that they don't uh, drive it away. They're, they can't kill it, but they can drive it away. And I, and I think this is, this is the thing that's fundamentally not understood by, by regulators today, right? If you look at the average age of people that are in these, in these leadership positions, there's no way for them to understand the psychology of somebody that's in our generation, much less how that boils into like real world action, right? I mean, you look at the world that we've been born into it's insane. It is absolutely insane where we are literally like, oh, by the way, the Navy has UFOs on film. It's like, what? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know, and that's just something that people say and they're like, oh yeah, of course. Like that's, you know, yeah. I mean, we see them and we don't know where these things are. I mean, it's like, it, it's like the veil has been kind of parted. I mean, the way that I would explain 2020 is, is, is through the idea of a changeling, right? A changeling is like back in the day, people used to say like when a, when one of their family members or somebody in their community, you know, would go crazy or, you know, have like a mental issue, the way that they started to, to define that or to explain this was this idea of a changeling. And so what would happen is, if, this is mythology, fairies would take the real person and they would replace them with somebody else. And so everything would be the same, except something that was like really hard to explain, right? And like, that's what reality is now, right? Because 2020, there was a moment where we said, everything's going to stop. But it's impossible to line everybody back up in the blocks and go, okay, starting gun, here we go again. That's just not the way that it works, right? And so as we start to kind of creak back out of this thing, and this is not a commentary on the pandemic or the policy or anything like that. That is definitely not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we've never had... In, mod in the modern world, we have not had a shock that was this fundamental. And even in 1918, they didn't stop all commerce, right? So my point is, is that as we kind of edge back, these people that we're talking about that are trying to like give their opinion and reason through this, I believe are absolutely incapable of doing so. They, they do not have the touchstones to be able to triangulate to provide anything. And I'll give you, I'll give you a very, very, very specific example of this. Um, I see that we've got to, we've got to wrap this up here, but a very, a very specific example of this, right? I believe, 
And I was going to ask you guys, but I'll just say it this way so we can get through it quickly. I believe that the vast majority of people in the United States, if you said, we are going to count on you to make sure that you pay your taxes, okay, we're going to have a record of it, but you got to pay your taxes. And if you don't pay your taxes, then, and, and then we'll know, and there's going to be a problem, right? People would pay their taxes like that. I mean, that, that's, that's how it would work. It's how it has worked, right? So when we start saying, you start coming at this and you're like, you start as a criminal until you convince me otherwise, that is the wrong way to approach this technology, right? Where it's like, you can't have this until I tell you, you can have it. And if you reversed it and you said, have it first, but we are asking you to make your financial flow go through a wallet that we can observe, right? Would there be people that would cheat it? Hell yes, of course, of course. But the majority of people would be willing to pay a tax to, to avoid the hassle. This is why people don't speed, you know, most speed limits work, right? This is why the criminal justice system does a pretty good job of, you know, working this thing out. So I think Brandon, everybody in this is like some cowboy, you know, terrorist coke dealer who's trying to use digital cash is like a really bad idea. And I think people are going to push pretty hard on it. Right. And I mean, you know, you look at like lobbyists and stuff like big pharma, big oil. Yeah. You know, until big finance, uh, big finance. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> until until some of these crypto guys come out and, you know, they start throwing some money at the government, you know, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna try. I mean, that's, that's the name of the game for them, you know, that they want to try and regulate it the best they can. And, you know, if they say, Hey, you know, if you guys want it like this, you know, uh, you know, here, you know, come out and lobby for us, you know, take us out to lunch, wine us and dine us. And yep. you know what I mean? That's, and that's, what's missing here in DeFi, right? Cause it's so new and it's spread all over the world. And, I don't even think they know the first way to approach it. I mean, you think Nancy Pelosi has been playing around in Terror Station? No. I mean, I'll guarantee your husband's been front-running trades. <laughs> no, there's I'm, no way, man. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. But I, I look. I, you're right. You're right. But here's where I would push back a little bit. I refuse to believe that their double-blind trusts don't have some exposure to like, you know, explosive. No, they don't. hundred percent. Why, why would you need it? The exposure when you can just make the money yourself. I mean, to, you just I'm, I, I guess what I'm saying is there is, there is, there is, so I don't believe when I say that these people don't have the capacity, I'm saying they intellect, do they have the intellectual horsepower? Sure. Sure. What I'm saying is I don't think that they understand what this means in the zeitgeist of, of technology. I don't think that they understand that we are this close from having a money virus, not to use a hot tub, a hot tub, but I'm saying like a computer virus, right? right. I am, and so Bitcoin, you still have on-ramps and off-ramps and it's a challenge, but we are this close and I'm making this up. We are this close to somebody putting zero a zero day exploit that pulls from cpus from all around the world right to enable uh you know uh, anonymous transactions i mean that fun like finance has always been a thing that was put together and rammed down your throat and now we have the ability for people to say this works for me i like this this is best for me 
and and for for these products to be designed the other way around and for the free market to determine what people need to best run their financial world that's oh, what they're trying capitalism yes right? yes like, through capitalism yes yeah. yes and so what i'm saying is a government that says no to that that is different than the united states have, has run it's fundamentally different and i am telling you i'm the dude that hangs a, a flag out front man i love the united states of america i love what it represents and i love the innovation and the, the people that are here it's like what makes this place amazing is that you have all these minds coming in and you have the, a world where it's like let's break it let's fix it fast let's we have elon musk just to use elon musk because we talk about elon musk who literally had to sue our government to sell them rockets, right? Now, whether that's a good idea or not, I don't know, but obviously something's broken when you have to sue the federal government to stop buying Russian rockets and instead buy them from somebody that's make, making them here. So it's just, and that's something like rocketry, which is just a supply chain. So when we get into like the way that value works, these people don't understand that they've painted us in this crazy corner where it's like, I, if, if I go by your plan, and only work and save, right? I won't, I won't have money. I won't have the ability to conduct my life. And so when my child needs something and you're dead because you're 95 now, who, like, what do I do? What do I do in 30 years when my dollar is worth fundamentally less and you have already front run Apple trades and now you're dead and your name's on some fucking plaque in San Francisco and everybody's standing around like, you know, just really appreciate her, her, you know, civic duty that she fulfilled. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And, and I just, I think that like shows like this, you guys, and like, and, and I'm telling you, Tara and all these things, it's just so important for people to talk about this stuff, raise the awareness and get people thinking about what it means to handle their personal finances in a way that makes most sense to them. Because most people are like, well, the bank's not open. Fuck the bank. If the bank's not open, you should not have access to your money. It's yeah. yours. You don't put a lock on your door of your house and then call somebody and say, hey, can you let me in? You, people would be like, that's insane. That yeah. would make no sense. And it's the same thing with finance, even though our brains have been twisted to the point where it's like, well, no, it's at the bank. I can't get it. They won't cash my check. They won't give me my money. I had like, you know, I went to an ATM and had to try to get some money out for petty cash for a business I run. And they were blocking me for $500 blocking me at the ATM. I went to three different ATMs and they would not give me the money. Now you got to play by their rules. You know, that's how they want that, it. That's exactly right. But what they're not understanding is, is if they played ball, right. If they invited people here, if we, if we, I, and maybe this is too pie in the sky, you know, arms link kumbaya here. But I believe that they would end up in a situation where, where if you empower people to do what's best for them, and, but you make sure that, that the construction of that or the orchestration of that behavior is best for the system, gentlemen, that's what a blockchain is. That's mm -hmm. what it does. It orchestrates behavior that we can expect human beings to do, which is like to serve yourself best. It orchestrates that in a way that is truly best for the system. So it's like, instead of regulating it, they need to get a notebook out and take some fucking notes and plow it in. Pardon my use of the F word here, but like, it is, it, this is a very important topic. 
Joseph, you're actually absolutely right um, uh, on something here, on a lot of things that I agree with, but specifically, I think the freedom to invest and to operate your finances, it's one of the fundamental ways of expressing your personal freedom, just like yes. voting. And I think people don't understand that because the system is like, oh yeah, just put the money in the bank and you know, let the bank operate that. But that money represents your time, energy, effort and everything. And your power, right? It it's a representative of your freedom of choice, freedom of, of self-expression, whatever, right? I think that you're honing in on that and both of you guys are uh, making fantastic points about that. It's, it's, it's really, really important. Probably younger generations are more sensitive to that. So, thank you. Yeah, I mean, we, we could talk about this for a little while. I mean, obviously there's a, a, a big debate around this and you know how the government's gonna play this and we don't really know ultimately. And uh, I just think that the regulations are coming. It's just, it's just, you know, we don't know when it's gonna happen. And, you know, until that time hits, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of just stuck at the mercy of uh, <laughs> yeah. the wheel here, right? So yeah, but don't underestimate the power of narrative today and the power of, of what we're doing at current, right? Well, because I'm telling you, it's been fundamental for me to be connected with you guys regularly having these hard conversations. And I hope that other people get something out of this as well. And I hope they turn around and tell somebody else and somebody else and somebody else. And we, we work with like the memification of this concept of people setting themselves free. Human beings were built to be free, dude. Hard stop. Yeah. They were built to 